Hello and welcome to The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Eric. Today we welcome a very special guest. She's an actor, model, television host, and most importantly, she played Melissa, Jerry's good naked, bad naked girlfriend in the classic season nine episode, The Apology. Please welcome Kathleen McClellan. Thank you for being with us, Kathleen. Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. Oh, thank thank you. you. We appreciate that. Um, uh-huh. I just wanted to ask you, can you describe what the audition for Melissa was like and how you were able to land the role? Well, let's see. Um, when I had that audition, I, I'd been going to the producer sessions for a while uh, for the audition. So, um, you know, they kind of had a group of, of actresses that they knew they would eventually place you in a role. They just didn't know exactly which one. So you would kind of go and try them on each week for size and they'd laugh. And, you know, it was just a, a fun way to end the day. Um, and they had called me and they said, OK, you know, Jerry wants you to come back in this week. And, you know, it's the role of, of Melissa. She's his naked girlfriend. <laughs> and, you know, read the part. So. You know, I read it over, you know, just with an actor's eyes and, you know, you, you're always supposed to look for the, the parts of yourself in it that you identify with. And I saw Melissa as, you know, just a really joyful person who was happy to be in a relationship with Jerry and enjoying the time that she was spending with him. And she just also happened to be naked and was oblivious to the fact that she was naked. And possibly that was awkward to him. Uh, so I picked out a top. I remember the top very clearly. Um, it was kind of this flesh-colored, um, tight, somewhat shiny top. And I had these raspberry-colored pants. But, you know, if you know that you're playing naked, um, I could see where it would be really funny. So I think I read the the sides over about four or five times because... You know, I, I felt really comfortable and accepted by the room. You know, by room, I mean everyone in the producer session. And um, read it four or five times, felt very comfortable with Melissa. Went in and just, you know, I think, I can't remember if I read directly with Mark Hirschfeld, the casting director. I think I may have read some of it with Jerry in the room. Um, you know, and it was just like you're engaging in a happy conversation with somebody that you really enjoy their company and you know the funny is that you're quote naked so what was your first day like on set were you nervous or um no not really I mean it was kind of a unique week and I can't remember exactly why but for some reason we were starting on a Sunday usually in sitcoms you start on a Monday and you tape on a Friday and for that week we were starting on a Sunday it was also a closed set uh, because I was, quote, naked. I wasn't actually <laughs> naked. Um, but because I was pretend naked, they were, you know, already just extra sensitive to that, which, you know, was so sweet. They were so over the top um, thoughtful about that. Um, you know, the whole set, I mean, it just it honestly felt like a warm hug. Everybody was very familiar, very comfortable, very joyful place. Uh, I remember everybody was dressed pretty casually. James Spader was on that episode. Right. Uh, I remember that he came in a jacket and an ascot. 
which <laughs> to me was an interesting outfit choice on a Sunday. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a it was a fantastic first day. And you shot that episode the week Jerry announced that the show was ending. So what was the atmosphere like? You know, I think it was about the third day in that they announced that. And, you know, it was just a very sentimental kind of present week. You know, there was a lot of time spent together. Um, you know, they weren't racing around. Everybody was very present and communicative and, you know, just kind of really enjoying the moment. I, I think at that point, I don't remember how many episodes they had to go, but it wasn't a lot. And there was definitely that feeling of savoring the moment. So what's the biggest difference working on a show like Seinfeld compared to some other sitcoms you worked on? Well, it's an interesting question. Um, you know, as an actor, your goal is to get on a series and have that series become a hit. So you're always in the process of trying to get a pilot, booking a pilot, hoping the pilot gets a pickup, hoping you don't get fired when the pilot gets a pickup, um, hoping that you shoot your entire order, which can be like eight, 12 episodes, whatever. Um, hoping that that entire order then airs. Um, when you, actually get on a show that airs and then becomes a hit you know it's like lightning in a bottle um it never happens uh so when you're in that kind of a position the joy on the set and just the flow that everyone is in um you know there's nothing like it it's just a beautiful feeling um it just works everything works it's like being on a playground to be on a show like Seinfeld um, in that flow, in that final season, on that week when they're announcing, yeah, I mean, what a gift. What a gift to be present. So we know that you weren't actually naked in those scenes, but how did you film those scenes? And uh, were you ever uncomfortable filming those naked scenes in Jerry's apartment? No, at no point was I uncomfortable. They were, they were first of all, they were so lovely about it and just, overly mindful about my comfort level uh number two I'm really not much of a prude so uh it didn't really bother me to be somewhat scantily clad I guess uh and then what they actually did have me in was uh, they're called dance pants I guess um and it's just kind of like nude colored shorts essentially like biker shorts that are skin colored so that they didn't right. reflect a different kind of a shadow on your face or whatever and um, and then they built a top for me in the front out of tape, which covered more than any swimsuit ever would in the front. Uh, but it was able to be backless then. And then they took bottles of makeup and then did body makeup all over you. So, I mean, you actually felt like you were in a rash guard or a wetsuit because you had so much makeup and powder all over your body. Uh but um, they were, and they were so sweet. Like they were constantly coming over with a robe. So, you know, so we'd shoot something and then they'd come over with the robe and, uh, you know, it, it, that, so also they, you know, it was supposed to be a closed set that week. We said, because we're shooting these quote naked scenes, you know, which weren't really naked, that they weren't actually going to allow anybody into the bleachers. Um, 
the funny part there was the bleachers were packed because everybody on the CBS Radford lot knew that they, we were shooting, you know, pseudo naked scenes. So, you know, the messengers, the UPS man, you know, everybody from the set next door, just, it was kind of the place to be and hang out. It was, it was, it was an atmosphere that week. And it, it honestly, it didn't bother me whatsoever because I felt very covered up. Um, yeah, and they kept coming over with a robe in between shots. Oh, here, like, and I was more uncomfortable with the big deal they were making about putting their robe on me. And I just said, you know what? I'm fine. Like, just let me be in the moment. I, I don't need the robe. I'm good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, funny story. I remember we were doing the, the Scrabble scene. And um, I think it was, I had just refused the robe for the last time. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm sure. I'm totally fine. I'm very comfortable. Um, more, more uncomfortable with the robe coming on and off and on and off. So we're sitting there and I think, you know, they're reloading the camera and, um, you know, just chit chatting or whatever. And Jerry's assistant comes over to, to him and she's holding the, she's holding Jerry's cell phone. And she says, Jerry, the phone's for you. And he's looking at me dead in the eyes over the Scrabble board. And he said, who is it? And she says, it's Cindy Crawford. He looks at the phone, he looks at me, he looks at the phone, he looks at me and says, into my eyes, tell her I'll call back. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it was hysterical. We, we laughed so hard. I mean, he's, he's such a funny person, so casual, relaxed, you know, just in the moment. Yeah, I was going to ask you what it was like filming those scenes with Jerry. Yeah, I mean, Cindy actually probably had some very important message to give him, and he probably needed to speak to her. He just couldn't give up that opportunity to find the funny in the moment. <laughs> so Larry Thomas told us that for the scenes he wasn't in, he would sit in the bleachers and kind of watch the actors rehearse. Did you do that as well? And uh, if so, do you have any stories about that? I, you know, I wouldn't really sit in the bleachers. Uh I would sit on the set and just kind of watch, you know, they've got those, you know, those big kind of folding chairs around and yeah, I mean, when you weren't shooting, you were just kind of, you know, sitting in the chairs and watching. And I was in enough of the scenes that I was never really not on set that week. Um, and they had everything down so well that there really wasn't that much rehearsal time needed. Um, what actor were you most impressed with that you saw? You know, they were all just so fantastic. I would have it's to say. I know it's hard to choose. I would say just the ensemble component of it all together. Um, you know, they're all such fantastic actors. I don't know if everybody knows this, but, you know, Jason Alexander is a wonderful Shakespearean actor. He, I actually knew him before that because we were in acting class together at the Larry Moss studio. Oh, wow. And um, Jason was always working on Shakespeare. That's it. We were in a wonderful class there. Um, I remember Iman joined our class. Michael Nuri from Flashdance, who's still a great friend. Um, he was in that class. Lots of great actors. What was it like working with Andy Ackerman, the director? Andy was fantastic. 
you know, a, a good director, I think they just kind of let you do your thing. And that's, that's really what they, what they did. I don't remember much or any direction at all with Melissa. It was more just about being in the moment and definitely hitting the marks because there was a degree of accuracy you had to have so that you didn't show the tape or that the pants didn't, you know, show in the camera. So, you know, making sure that the light was hiding you just right or there was a specificity with that. But in terms of acting, Andy really just kind of trusted the process and just was a lovely human being. Uh, did you ever break when you were filming your scenes? No, never. And I'll tell you why. Because we were just, you know, two people in a relationship enjoying each other's company. There mm. was nothing funny in the scene. Um, just the fact that you were fake naked. But, <laughs> you know, that's funny to the audience. But, uh, you know, as the actor, when you're when you're actually living it in the moment and you're actually present, nothing, no, nothing funny. No wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Thought maybe you would break when Jerry comes out naked and you're like, this isn't good naked. <laughs> he, you know, he was in jeans. We gave him such a hard time because we're like, you know, put on put on some little shorts, do something. It, that was pretty funny because he had so much body makeup on. Um, I think the body makeup got more of a laugh than anything else. Um, yeah. I mean, he was hysterical. The breaking that was done during the taping of that episode, I'd have to say was Julia. Um, she had, uh, it was hysterical, her trying to get out her speech about, you know, the male body, and it's like a Jeep, it's Simeon, you know, it's, it's for getting around. Um, that, I mean, that just cracked her up. Um, that was a tough one. I think we spent more time on that little moment than anything. <laughs> And are you just kind of taking in the moment when you're on set? I mean, you knew it was the last season and that it was such an iconic show. Yeah. I mean, it was just a, it was, it was a, first of all, you know, as you get older in life, you don't realize how much you're a part of history. Um, when you are a part of history, only in retrospect, do you notice, um, you know, what, I was talking to a friend the other day and, you know, we we're saying how much we missed, how much we missed a, a good friend who had passed away. And, you know, we were talking about living in the moment. He said, well, you know what, there's a good chance that, you know, 10 years from now, I'm really going to miss someone who's here now and I'm taking them for granted. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was that kind of a moment, you know, we were all just very in the moment and loving it. But I think loving, that you're working on a show that's like going to the playground. Yeah. Um, you know, there were no problems. It was just a wonderful place to be. And as an actor, what a gift, what a gift to be able to work in that kind of an environment. And then what was it like after the episode aired? Did you get recognized a lot? I'd have to say now it's kind of really fun for me because 
I forget, you know, I just get so wrapped up in what I'm doing every day, you know, as a mom, I think that's, that's my, my primary job right now is just being a mom and, you know, I'll be on a flight somewhere with my kids and somebody will come up and just whisper in my ear, I know who you are and I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Or they'll just kind of elbow me and give me a thumbs up and a wink. Um, And my kids, you know, they're like, what was that about? And I'm like, you know, it must have been somebody that watches Seinfeld. (laughs) So I, I get that a lot. You know, I'm recognized a lot, I would say in Vegas at airports um and um and then just people think they know you you know they're like god i don't know why you're so familiar i feel like i know you where'd you go to high school where'd this where that and um you know and then ultimately if you end up becoming good friends with them then they eventually end up figuring out that you were on that episode of seinfeld and they (laughs) remember it um were there any uh scenes or dialogue that got cut from the episode that you you were in or no I mean definitely nothing that I was in was cut you know those those um those episodes they're you know they're they're written down to the second so you know I think there would be a rewrite at some point during the week but again I mean they were in such an amazing creative flow that it you know it was what it was there weren't a lot of rewrites um you know that was that was um they were talking about the uh, the 12 steps on that episode two, and there was like a scene in an ice cream store. And I, I do remember that the ice cream store boys seemed like every day when you came, there were different ice cream store boys. Um, so that would be the only thing that, that really ever changed, and it did consistently change daily. What were your thoughts on the episode? Because I assume when you auditioned, you only knew about your part. So when you sit down for the table read and you find out what the episode is about, what were your impressions of it? Well, my favorite part of the episode was Kramer and, you know, making, <laughs> get, you know, <laughs> preparing food in the shower, trying to cut down on a shower time. To me, that was hysterical. Um, so you had mentioned about uh, James Spader before. Uh, did you get to interact with anybody, even if they weren't in scenes with you, like James Spader or anybody else that was in the episode? Patrick Warburton, John Yeah, O'Hurley. Patrick Warburton, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, John O'Hurley, I knew John O'Hurley anyway because we were with the same manager, so I, I knew John socially. You know, just being an actor in that time period, um, you all just kind of knew each other. So, um you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a wow moment. You just kind of knew each other because um, you were all in the same community. Um, I did not know Michael Richards. And I think he was feeling very sentimental that week because, uh, you know, we had lunch together one day. And, you know, he told me his entire life story. He told me this really beautiful touching story about how he decided that he was going to become an actor um i'm trying to remember the details i think it had something to do with a dream that he had had and there was a clown in the dream or i don't remember the details but um you know i i think he was it was a sentimental week it was a sentimental week for everybody and um there was just a lot of together time there wasn't um 
you know, a lot of racing around or, you know, ducking out early or coming in late. It was really very much an ensemble um, communal feeling. So obviously you mentioned Michael Richards. Do you have any stories about Julia Louis-Dreyfus that you'd like to share? Julia, um, I mean, she was just so lovely, so easy, so professional. Uh, I do remember her spending a lot of time on the set phone. You know, this was back before we all had iPhones attached to our hands and our ears. And if your family was trying to reach you, they would literally call you on the set phone. And I remember that the set phone was ringing a lot. And it was her husband. And uh, they were trying to solve the mystery of what the rating of was of a movie that the kids were trying to go and see. And they were very concerned that it was possibly a rated R movie and just a lot of back and forth, you know, like asking everybody, who's seen this movie? What's it like? You know, is there violence? Is there, you know, what do we need? Is it rated R? Because I think it's, does anyone have a newspaper? You know, so a lot of back and forth about the kids going to see a rated R movie, which was, which was really sweet. You know, they were just like a family. Yeah. It's so funny because they play these horrible people, but we hear all these stories where they're such sweet they're so sweet, you know. Yeah, oh, they're such nice the, people. The sweetest, easiest, most lovely people. I mean, Jerry has to be one of the most down-to-earth, easygoing, casual people that you could ever meet or work with. Mm-hmm. I mean, just such a such a generous spirit, always looking for the funny. So speaking of Jerry, you mentioned that a few months after the episode aired, you watched the finale with him. And his friend, Mario Joyner. Yeah, so his best friend was uh, a comedian, Mario Joyner. And Mario was hysterical. I think Mario may have done the warm-up for the shows. Of course, we didn't do the show in front of an audience that week. Uh, But I remember Mario being around and just, you know, being a really lovely, lovely person. And, you know, I don't know how, but somehow... I was invited to the to watch the last episode at Mario's. And I don't remember there being a lot of people there. I mean, maybe 10. Um, you know, it was a different time then. You know, now everything's such a big deal. And there's pictures of everything and Instagram this and Instagram that. And, you know, it was a different it was a different time. I feel like people were just more low key and and present. Um, so it was a it was. Mario had just bought a condo and it was his housewarming. So it was his housewarming party slash come to watch the episode. So I think there was maybe 10 people there. You know, Jerry was there. Um, I was invited. I said I could, you know, bring, bring my, my best girlfriend, Tanya. So Tanya and I went and I, Tanya must've been on the set that week too. She was always around, but uh, yeah, the funny part is that, Mario then re- registered for his housewarming at Bed Bath and Beyond. So, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I I like buying a gift. I like shopping. So, you know, I didn't really think that much of it. I was like, okay, you know, it's Mario's housewarming slash, you know, final episode viewing party. Um, and it didn't really strike me as funny until I'm there at Bed Bath and Beyond half an hour before we're going to Mario's condo. And, you know, I'm standing there in the dish towel aisle. I don't know why I remember this. I just remember buying a black and white check 
dish towels that he had picked out. And I'm standing there and I think there was a couple other guys, you know, that normally wouldn't be buying anything at Bed Bath & Beyond, also buying gifts for Mario's housewarming slash watch the last episode party. And he was like, what, 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 you know, why do we have to buy this stuff? What's going, you know, I just talked to so-and-so and they had to be here an hour ago and this is stupid. You know, so we all show up with our Bed Bath & Beyond bags and give them to Mario. And Sherry was just giving him such a hard time. He's like, what, what? you know, Bed Bath & Beyond? Like, what? Like, who registers <laughs> with themselves? Like, come on, dude. That's an episode right there. Yeah, it was it was funny. It was really sweet. Yeah, we all just hung out in his condo and watched the last episode. And, you know, again, it was it was before, you know, the dawn of all of everything being photographed and on Instagram. And I didn't take one episode, one photograph that week of anything. Um, I didn't take one picture at the viewing party. You know, they did. They also then had this fantastic party you know for the end of the show and it was on the it was on the set I think everybody who had probably been a significant guest star was invited um you know all the producers the cast members their family a couple hundred people at the party um you know we all just walked around the set I do remember that they had a wonderful magician who was really great. I remember there was Chinese food and these cute little paper boxes. And uh, yeah, everybody was there. It was great. And what goes on there exactly? So you have a bunch of people there. There's food. Is there something that you watch or do you you're just kind of hanging out? Just kind of hanging out, you know? I mean, again, when you're a working actor, it's a very small town, or at least it was then, you know, this was before reality TV, before reality stars. Um, there was just, there was a certain amount of people that were working actors and producers, you know, especially in, in the comedic world. Um, it wasn't a giant group and you all knew each other and, you know, had ties to each other and, um, you know, just a very communal, wonderful group of people. Um, just so just yeah just a lot of hanging out just a lot of hanging out walking around sitting on the set eating chinese food having your fortune read or doing a little magic or just hanging out being together yeah you know it's funny they always say oh you know you're an you're an actor isn't that hard and how do you deal with the rejection but in actuality that's not true at all when you're a working actor every day is like vegas Every day you hit the jackpot in one way or another, because either you have a fantastic meeting with somebody, even if you don't get a part, the fact that you get to read with so-and-so and you, you have a funny moment improvising this or that, um, you know, every day is like Christmas and you work and, you know, when you're not working, you, you're going on auditions and, when you're preparing for your auditions, you're calling your other actor friends and reading with them. Um, it's a really, you know, actors, it's a really wonderful, communal, supportive, lovely group of humans. It's not cutthroat, like people say. Uh, so we have a couple of fan questions for you. Um, have your kids ever seen your appearance on Seinfeld? And if they have, what are their thoughts? 
Yeah, they've seen it. Um, you know, it's funny. My son is actually a huge fan of the show. Um, you raised you know, him right. Reason, oh, you're sweet. For whatever reason, um, it's not really a big deal to, to them. I mean, I guess that they've always, you know, they, they've their whole life they've known that I've done some TV stuff. Um, so it's not really a big deal. It's not really a big deal to him. And I guess, you know, just living in California, lots of people's parents are actors. So, um, yeah, they're really not that impressed. I wish yeah. they were. It's funny. Jerry's uh, Jerry has a story where he walked in in his living room one time and his daughter was watching the show and she was uh-huh. laughing. She was laughing. Oh. And he said, I'm just curious. Are you laughing because it's your dad in the show or, or are you laughing because it's funny? Uh-huh. And she thought it, she thought about it for a second and she went, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. That's really cute. But your kids yeah. were never like, oh, my God, Mom, you were naked in there? What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the person who had the biggest problem with the nakedness was my mother. Oh. Uh, you know, she's she's is very happy for me to clarify constantly that I was not actually naked. <laughs> that to her is just like, you know, the worst nightmare of her life. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they didn't really they didn't really think too much of it. Next fan question is, do you have any props or keepsakes from your appearance on the show? I have my script and I've got, you know, all my notes in the script. And I believe I had everybody sign the script and write a little message on it. And final question is, what's your favorite memory from filming that week? And and what are your thoughts looking back on that performance and that experience? Yeah, looking back, I, I'm going to say that the thing that I'm most grateful for is not really realizing how much a part of history that week was in my life, because I felt absolutely no pressure whatsoever. I I just felt free and joyful, happy to be there, welcomed there, comfortable. Um, you know, it was just one of those weeks that as an actor, it, it just flowed. Uh, and, um, I guess I'm happy that I had that kind of an experience without a care in the world so that, uh, you know, it could have been a lot of pressure to realize what an important week it actually was. Um, you know, just to be able to be in the moment and to look back at that is just, you know, another slice, slice in time and to have experienced that. I feel very very lucky, very blessed to have been a part of that. Very grateful. And Seinfeld fans are grateful as well. We'll never forget your performance on Seinfeld. Aww, Absolutely. You. You're you're a crucial part of Seinfeld lore. We I thank you so much for your contribution to the that. series and thank for your you. time with us today. It was amazing to talk to you. Yes, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast and I wish you all the best of luck with your show. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Take care. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our interview with Kathleen McClellan. Kathleen recently starred in a film called Rattlesnakes with Jimmy John Louis and Jack Coleman. If you'd like to check it out, you can find it on Hulu. Tune in next week when Eric and I discuss the heart of the show, Jerry and George. What's your favorite Jerry and George moment? Email us your answers at theplacetobeseinfeld at gmail.com 
and we'll include your responses on the show. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at TPTB Seinfeld, and Instagram at theplacetobe.podcast. You can find our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, make sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease. What are you doing? I found a rust spot on the kitchen floor. I thought I'd polish it up with this belt sander I have here. No, not that. Why are you naked? I thought naked is good. This isn't good naked. Naked.